What's up, Ego Hackers? This is C.S. Joseph, and welcome to How to Type the Mandalorian. We figured it would be important uh, to at least kind of discuss the Mandalorian's type because a lot of people out there are extremely divided about what type this fictional character is. And I think it's gotten to a point now where it's basically poisoned the well in terms of what people are expecting uh, from this particular type. And I, I find it really frustrating that people are not necessarily aware uh, enough to be able to accurately type such a fictional character. But, I mean, a little warning and a disclaimer, though, before we begin. Obviously, this is a fictional character. Obviously, this is somewhat subjective. But... What is objective is that at least oftentimes when actors are acting a particular character out, the character is either the same as their ego or definitely one of the four sides of their mind. So just like stereotypes have a foundation in truth, so also does the type of the ego of the particular fictional character and that there is at least some aspect of concrete uh, evidence that could support that uh, position but it's still ultimately subjective because we're talking about fictional characters and one of the main problems with typing fictional characters is that you have different writers and different directors directing the actor and writing for the actor and writing for the character and directing for the character etc so that there can be some variance with the specific character and it can be a huge problem uh, so, regardless, we're going to do our best uh, in using the type grid uh, to that end and coming up with a, a general way as to, how, as to how to go about doing that. So, I am, let's see about logging in to Ucha right now and see if we can get our software up off the ground. We have some recent changes to it, which is awesome. But uh, let's see, let's get into the test. Let's get out of it from this standpoint, from that point of view. What is Anakin's type? Anakin is an ESTP. Good luck freaking that one out. Most people think he's an INFJ, but he's far too pragmatic for that. So no, he's not an INFJ. He is an ESTP. He's not really N.I. child. He's more like N.I. inferior. Don't take my choice away. How dare you, Jedi Order, take away my freedom. And just note that he was kind of conditioned uh, to be more affiliated by the Jedi Order. So you might want to keep that up. So. But yeah, definitely an ESTP. Well, thank you all for coming. It's nice to see so many people on the stream at such random notice because we all know that I just kind of go online randomly and keeping me to a schedule is like extremely difficult because I'm doing so many things at once like parenting etc so yeah um, gonna be bringing up this from here let's see here had a little bit of show prep um, for this so let's go into this one oops uh, Okay, and my mouse just decided to not work. 
Let's control C, then we're going to control V in here. And we're going to just getting the clips that we have uh, set up for this. Copy link, paste link, copy link, and paste link, and then copy link, and paste link. Awesome. So we're going to be discussing uh, his type, and uh, and let me get the uh, the article out uh, for this. Let's see if we can find it. All right. All right. What type is the Mandalorian? Nice. So John Bodine put this together for us, which is awesome. And uh, the silent, lethal bounty hunter known as Din Djarin spearheaded the iconic and culturally sweeping show, The Mandalorian. Let me share my screen uh, to that effect so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about here. I have no idea why it's only showing three screens like that. Like, that's so, like, frustrating. It's only supposed to be showing the one. Okay. Let me try to bring that up. I don't know why it's doing that. That's frustrating. Um, current application. There we go. Cool. And let's uh, adjust that. Cool. Alright, so let's uh, maybe take it down to this. You can actually see me. And... Uh, Awesome. Cool. Alright. So, uh, what type is the Mandalorian? The silent, lethal bounty hunter known as Din Djarin spearheaded the iconic and culturally sweeping show The Mandalorian. In the circle of personality typology, however, there has been a dispute regarding The Mandalorian's true identity. Even while Star Wars fans were dying to see who was under the Mandalorian mask, nearly all of them got Mando's personality type wrong. And that's almost only why we're making this show, because everyone within popular culture has consistently been making this mistake on a regular basis and it's it's really really frustrating to me it's obvious what types of tropes which types of archetypes that he's utilizing so without further ado a lot of people believe he's an istp or an intj uh and it it makes a lot of sense because it's like okay yeah uh they do fail to take into account religion, for example. And then also, oftentimes, you know, people completely ignore this is the way, right? Which, whenever anyone utilizes this is the way uh, within the show of The Mandalorian that talk about the Mandalorian culture, is that it basically is a reminder for them to stay compliance to their code. And compliance is definitely indicative of an earth and water point of view. Um, in terms of introverted sensing, it's it's absolutely indicative of that. So, these are the introverted sensing types according to the type grid within our tool here on Ucha, and uh, a lot of people just fail to realize that. I just think it's completely and utterly ridiculous that people think that he's an INTJ or an ISTP, and it's like, okay, wow, really? I mean, can, can why can't he be an introverted sensor? Like, why why is that a thing? And 
it just boggles my mind that people think he's an SE user and all about willpower when reality is this is the way is something that is invoking some kind of duty based behavior, which which I find just absolutely ridiculous. So let's see here. Um, we have a we have an example here actually. Um, we have an example. I'm gonna go to 335. Uh, let's see here. Let's let's go to 335 in this example. All right, we're gonna go to 335 and play a clip for you guys. Hopefully, you guys can hear it. Uh, let me adjust the volume appropriately. So, listen to what uh, Bo-Katan talks about. Mandalore will finally be within reach. Help me rescue the child, and you can have whatever you want. Help me rescue the child and you can have whatever you want. So from a sentence point of view, it's like, okay, you can have whatever you want. Help me do this thing. You can have whatever you want. So help me do this thing. It's, it's actually indicating like, you know, I need help. I need support. It's an extroverted feeling uh, question, but it's sourced in his super high, insanely high introverted feeling uh, moral system because he is asking for help with a standpoint. And it's like, okay, you can have whatever you want, whatever you want being essentially earth and water right so that's that's important uh hold on i need to see if i can get the guest ready so i'm going to be bringing in a guest hopefully uh the writer of the article to join us on the show and maybe some of you folks on the audience who disagree with me about him being isfj um we might have you actually join me on the show too and explain your reasoning so we can definitely definitely look at that but yeah definitely earth and water and when he's when he's making this sentence he's like oh you can have whatever you want you can go there and then you know help me do this i could actually make an argument that he's also sort of makes at the same time which would automatically indicate that uh he is a crusader type uh but let's 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 go on uh move on to another example okay uh, so let me go back into my notes here. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so the fourth one at 10.28, yeah. So we got another example. Let's see, going to move on to 10.21. We're going to hit play. How can you trust it? I did what I had to. I did what I had to. Okay, that's another example of introverted sensing, just instantly, because he's doing what he should do. He's not doing what he wants to do. Okay, that's that's obvious. Yeah, something like that. I know the drill. I don't like this. There were only supposed to be droids on this ship. There were only supposed to be droids on this ship. He's basically complaining, an introverted sensing complaint about an ethical issue. He's pointing his gun right here in the scene at a person, and he wouldn't have signed up for the job if he knew that he was going to be killing real people instead of just droids, because droids are a thing, and not necessarily, you know, people. And that's really pissing off his extroverted feeling, you know, which is pretty obvious. So I have to, you know, absolutely conclude at this moment that he's definitely a sword mace user, which is T-I-F-E, basically. Earth and water. This means Din Djarin, aka the Mandalorian, has to be, absolutely has to be a crusader type. Definitely a crusader. So we're going to mark crusader down as well. 
And that basically means he's an SFJ or an NTP type, just straight up, has to be that. You could also make an argument because of his complaint uh, being more FE oriented. Um, now, you could mostly say that that's probably closer to affiliative, so that's putting him more, more in the SFJ direction. But let's see if we can gather a little bit uh, more evidence. Let's go actually to um, 118 in this clip here. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go over here. All right. Please, you deserve this. Okay, so he's talking about how his friend has helped him. He's trying to give back. This is kind of like an example of a reverse uh, covert contract. And saying that somebody deserves something is really indicative of a high extroverted feeling. So we're talking like extroverted feeling uh, hero versus extroverted feeling parent, uh, exactly. And uh, let's uh, let's let's skip to uh, 138 um, in this model as well. Let's see here. And you are as of yet empty-handed. I have a suggestion. We split the reward. Okay, I have a suggestion. We split the reward. That's also an example of crusader fairness and trying to keep it fair. Great. Now let's regroup out of harm's way and form a plan. Okay, let's regroup out of harm's way and form a plan. That's also indicative of introverted sensing comfort zone, uh, forming a plan because he wants to get a specific outcome. That would base that's evidence to suggest that he is outcome focused. So that means he'd instantly be ISFJ compared to INTP. You know, as a result of this approach as well. Okay, so already we know that you know just based on the type grid, based on the Ucha test right now, that he's behind the scenes and he's a behind the scenes crusader. So it's ISFJ versus INTP, just straight up. Uh, that's a thing, you know. So um, all right, let's uh, let's skip to uh, five minutes and forty seconds. Let's see here. Okay. Okay, let's go here. I checked that's a pretty square deal for somebody in your position. Last I checked, that's a pretty square deal uh, for someone uh, in your position. Again, that's more expert feeling, uh, crusader-like fairness. Worst case scenario, you tune up your blaster. Best case, we're a deterrent. He's already talking about them being a deterrent in this moment. And this this right here is important because this goes to show, um, like if you go to the Ucha test, for example, and you're going to look at the... Uh, we're going to turn on the uh, the tips um, button here. Look at the definition for Crusader. It says, life is about sacrifice and enduring hardship for the sake of fostering justice and fairness. And that line right there literally is all about, you know, being a Crusader. So there's just more evidence of him being a Crusader. But the real but the real question here is that, like, okay, yeah, we know he's systematic. Yeah, we know he's informative. We know he's responding. We know all of these pieces. But what? how can we determine, like, which of these two types he actually is, right? So is he affiliative? Is he pragmatic? Is he concrete? Is he abstract? Like, which which of those is he for real? Like, how, how do we actually know, et cetera? So let's, uh, let's keep going. Um, Okay, uh, so um, so someone asked for um, additional um, confirmation that he's outcome type. All right, sure, we can we can definitely do that. Um, that's from six minutes and ten seconds. Let's move on here. Okay. I came through here on foot, and something big sheared off those branches. Imperial Walker. 
What's it doing here? Bad news. So he's identified that there is an Imperial Walker. And he opens up the sentence saying, bad news, you can't live here anymore. Okay, that's pretty concrete because he's basically saying, okay, what is? He's not saying what could happen. He didn't open up the conversation saying, yeah, uh, an Imperial Walker could just come in here and kill you guys. No, he's like, you can't live in here anymore. He started he, he started the conversation or the interaction with that, basically, right off the bat. Can't live here anymore. You think you can do better? Unless we show them how. You got two problems here. Okay, unless we could show them how, but then he's like, okay, you got two problems here, so he's leading up to an outcome-based statement. Yeah. You got the bandits and you got the mech. We'll handle the ATST. You gotta protect us when they come out of the woods, and I don't have to tell you how dangerous they are. Okay, so again, all talk about protection, talk about how dangerous. These are basic outcomes leading up, but he's being informative. He's not being direct with making these statements at all because he's allowing them to come to their own conclusions, their head. And an example of that is, I don't have to tell you how dangerous they are. It's just more evidence that he's informative. Cara Dune here was a veteran. She was a drop soldier. She was a veteran. She was a drop soldier for the rebellion. So these are TI statements, but they are concrete TI statements. Not talking about what she can do. He's talking about what she's already done. Soldier for the rebellion. She's going to lay out a plan for you, so listen. So lay out a plan, more outcome focus. Careful. And he's introducing her like an FE user would in this particular moment, an informative FE user. I'm going to need you to cut down trees and build barricades along these edges. Okay, now he's giving them specific instructions. Outcomes. I need it high enough so that they can't get over. And strong enough so that they can't break through. Okay, who knows how to shoot? Fire! Yeah, he's covering all the bases and coming up with the plan. So he's leading with the concrete first, and then expert intuition, what they can do, is afterwards. So he's saying, okay, who's here to shoot? So he led with the barricades and the protection first, and then he brought it, the conversation to who could shoot what, basically. You see what I'm saying? So, like, because it's all about who can shoot what after the fact, uh, he's leading the possibilities because he knows that it's possible that not everybody can shoot, and he saved that for last, so he got all the concrete work done first. The sun is about to set, and we'll be leaving soon. When we return, we're coming in hot. Come on, I'll cover you! Go! Oh. Just a few more steps. Get down! Get down! We gotta get that thing to step forward! What do you have in mind? I'll cover you! It's still, it's still all about outcome after outcome after outcome. Take the bait, you hunk of junk. So that's that's a really important statement because that's also classic extrovert intuition. Um, NI users, especially when they are taking that predatory uh, combat role, they like to impact their enemy and they like to hit their enemy hard with what they got. And that's why they're very precise. They even like to be snipers to a point in that regard. But he is more setting a trap. Setting traps and trapping is more of an NE thing. Oftentimes, any users, when they're out hunting and out in the wilderness, they'd rather set up traps and let the animals come to them, and then the animals will be trapped, and then they will uh, apply the killing bow to the an animal because it guarantees their own personal safety because the animal's already at a disadvantage, whereas the NI user uh, form of hunting is completely the opposite. Oftentimes, you could actually make an argument that NI users fight fair, whereas any users do not fight fair because they're willing to actually lure their opponent into a trap before they land the killing or finishing blow, 
whereas the NI user is the exact opposite. They would like to uh, apply the killing blow or the finishing blow or any blows up front. And so oftentimes the people who complain about there being fair fights versus not fair fights are literally the NI users and not the NI users. We've seen this consistently throughout you know, all forms of media, popular culture, fiction, and also real life, nonfiction, etc. Also, it's also important to note that the Mandalorian didn't have to help these people against the ATST or these raiders at all. He volunteered. And yeah, sure, uh, Grogu was at it was at risk and whatnot, but he obviously could have cut and run. Other decisions and other options were available to him at that moment, but he chose to stand and fight and quote do the right thing. So this is. Uh, another reason why I maintain vehemently that he is affiliative and we've already discussed how he is concrete more concrete than abstract the entire time so as a result I have no choice but to conclude that the Mandalorian is actually an ISFJ not an ISTP not an INTJ according to everyone else bumbling around thinking that they're armchair psychologists in the MBTI blogosphere right now because quite frankly their points of view are absolutely pathetic um, they don't actually go through the evidence and they and if they actually attempt to go through the evidence it's more based on bullshit MBTI stereotypes than actually looking at what's being said and why it's being said as well as the individual context which is what we're doing here right now so you know again this is just more evidence as to why we have to you know be really pragmatic and consider you know from a type grid standpoint everyone has every attribute but you want to subtract which attribute you have to be able to go through it no jake bertram he is not direct he is not direct at all if he was direct it would be going out differently he'd be saying even less TI child is still an optimistic TI function, and at times it can come off direct if it knows for a fact that it is absolutely right. And when an ISFJ is in a position of authority, it will allow itself to be TI direct with its TI child in those situations because it knows that everyone else is completely 100% relying on them to get the job done. It also understands that everybody wants them to be there and whether or not uh, you know, their performance or what they are doing themselves has nothing to do with whether or not people want them to be there because all of those people there as he's defending them against the ATSD are completely and utterly worthless and they're going to die. So they are relying on him 100%, which means expert intuition inferior has zero fear about people not wanting him because that's not even relevant. So when that happens, TI child ends up becoming uninhibited such that it can actually come off direct in those moments when he's giving out orders as a result. So based on that, he's still informative. It's just the circumstances of the moment are allowing him to come off more direct with an optimistic TI function. Now, if he was TI parent or if he was uh, TI inferior while also being uh, informative at the same time, such as if he was being an ISF or an ESFJ, for example, or an ENTP, for example, then you could possibly make that argument. But given the fact that we know that he is actually affiliative and concrete, there's no way with him actually being direct. And that's just reality. No, it's not about TE organizing people otherwise, Elliot, because um, 
FE users can organize people in terms of roles. It's a role-based organization. Extroverted feeling is all about roles, whereas extroverted thinking is all about rules. Roles versus rules and standards or systems and process, right? Roles are different than systems, okay? That's how it works. That's the difference. Well, I have. I have seen ISFJs take charge. The thing is, is that they either need the title or they need to have absolute total authority in the moment in order for them to take charge. Otherwise, they're going to stay behind the scenes. And they have to completely feel like it is their duty, such that if they don't take charge, everyone is going to die. And that's the only time you're really going to see it. If they don't take charge, whatever that thing is going to happen, it's going to be a complete utter failure. And they're actually trying to avoid guilt because they're trying to live with themselves after the fact. And that's why they can take charge in that particular moment. Because, as it is written biblically, if the people lack a vision, then they will perish. And that's no different than what was being demonstrated in this episode of The Mandalorian. They lacked vision. They did not have the vision that they needed to survive against the ATST or these uh, these particular raiders. And the Mandalorian, using his extrovert intuition inferior by the way of his ENTP subconscious, was actually able to prove um, to take on that role of providing vision and giving that vision to these people so that they would actually survive. All right. So, yeah. Whatever it takes for the outcome. Exactly. It's literally whatever it takes for the outcome. Is Baby Yoda a Templar? I have no clue. I, I, I have no, no actual uh, clue about that. So, um, let me see here. Um, okay. It's very dutiful. I mean, just like, like, again, this is really subjective. I, I vehemently maintain he's an ISFJ. He's written as an ISFJ more than any other times. There are times where I've seen him be a little bit ENTP. There's also times where I've seen him, uh, in some cases, be a little ISFP-ish, uh, which you could argue is ESFP shadow, but it, it was still from a behind-scenes standpoint. So it's, it's really, really hard to tell with fictional uh, characters. But if uh, people are following these, uh, let me bring it up right now, tropes.tv. Okay, that's not it. Maybe it's TV tropes. Yeah, tvtropes.org. So, there's a lot of tropes. <coughs> so, take that, Scrappy. All of these are tropes. And each trope is basically something that can be written into a movie or a story, etc. And there are a ton of it. So, basically, a trope is a storytelling device or convention, a shortcut for describing situations the storyteller can reasonably assume the audience will recognize. Tropes are the means by which a story is told by anyone who has a story to tell. We collect them for the fun involved. Tropes are not the same thing as cliches. They may be brand new, but seem trite and hackneyed. They may be thousands of years old, but some seem fresh and new. They are not bad. They are not good. Tropes are tools that the creator of work of art uses to express their ideas to the audience. It's pretty much impossible to create a story without tropes. And then they provide a whole bunch of uh, different kinds of tropes. Genre tropes, media tropes, narrative tropes, 
topical tropes as well as other different kinds of topical tropes. So genre tropes, um, let's do like maybe science fiction. Hopefully it's actually here. Maybe there's some fantasy tropes, fairy tale tropes. Maybe that counts. Um, so fairy tale tropes and like abduction is love and all tales the type golden bird. Baleful polymorph, something commonly uh, cast by a wicked witch or a wicked stepmother or so on, etc. Um, characters of noble blood can act as the love interest of a peasant, like a prince or princess, or be the ones who marry into So that's prince in the proper blue blood and trope, etc. The big bad wolf. So this is all extremely common, and these are all literary plot devices within writing that people utilize on a consistent basis. So... Regardless, folks, this is how it works. This is the uh, this is what type the Mandalorian is, and uh, he's a crusader, all about doing the right thing, etc. So yeah, um, I don't again. I don't know if Baby Yoda is a um, <laughs> is a. Um... Hold on, let's uh, let me get back to my. Okay, cool. So anyway, folks, um, that's that's basically it. Uh, the Mandalorian is an ISFJ, and uh, if you found this lecture helpful, uh, and if you disagree, please leave a comment below, and uh, we'll talk about that. Also, if you haven't already, please go to csjoseph.life, click on blog, and scroll down a little bit, and just do what type is the Mandalorian read that entire article by John Bodine to get a better understanding as to how that works, etc. Also, in the new future, I'm going to be inviting people uh, to join me on the stream more often, and uh, even paid members. We'll just put a link up in the members area, and paid members can actually get in line on the paid member Discord, because we're going to be having a paid member-only Discord, uh, where people can get in on the Discord and uh, have conversations uh, with us and from that discord they can actually get onto the live stream and join us on uh, join me on the live stream and actually discuss whatever topic i think um, we're going to be discussing the cartel of the mature feminine with some angry women who disagree with me about uh, the cartel of the mature mass uh, mature feminine and how women's value uh, goes down because they don't believe women's value goes down if they have more sex partners than they should. So that'll be an interesting stream and that'll be coming around the corner as well. But regardless, we're going to be making it available to paid members to be joining us uh, there. And if you'd like to become a paid member during the stream, uh, we will be selling our monthly membership at half price and the link will be provided uh, during the streams uh, if you guys want to get in on that. Um, and that's only to be on a stream-by-stream stream, uh, case, uh, case basis. And we may only do maybe one or two of those a month. We're not entirely sure yet when that's going to start. But look for the members Discord. We're going to be mailing everybody uh, notice uh, of who are the paid members to get in the Discord. We are bringing Discord back. We're happy to bring Discord back. And we're going to be using that Discord uh, to coordinate uh, live streaming and getting people on as guests. So hopefully uh, that will help you all out. Um, in the near future so uh yeah go ahead uh no i don't want you to translate uh for on your channel you can translate on my channel though all right cool anyway folks uh thanks for watching and i will see you guys tonight